Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to Where Success Happens. Our commitment is to give you ideas that change the course of your life and your business. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. If you want valuable daily content, all you got to do is hit that subscribe button. If you have a success story, we do a drawing every Friday from the success stories of the week, and we give a case of high trust selling away to the lucky winner. Just submit your success story to success at toddduncan.com. And if you're selected, you will be notified and we will ship you a case of books. And don't forget to smash that like button. We count on you liking us and telling your friends about us. We're super, super committed to helping people live on purpose and do business and do life well. If you want your 2021 business plan template downloaded, all you have to do is hit the show notes below. You'll see the free download button. We have a new beautiful ebook that we're happy to send you. It is called The Five Irrefutable Principles of High-Performance Mortgage and Real Estate Practices. It's a 25-page book that I have just released to give you the five things you need to do in any year to make your life beautiful. I'm so excited today to have a chance to speak with Jake Wade. Jake Wade is uh, he's uh, he's a he's a he's a committed, dedicated, fully in 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 ingrained 360 degree practitioner of best practices. It wasn't always that way, and I'm going to let Jake tell a little bit of his story. And you know, my goal every time we do a podcast is um, it's going to take you to to a new level of success. It's why it's called where success happens. But more important than that, I have to tell you before I tell you what I'm about to tell you, that in 27 years of teaching this industry how to achieve the business and life of their dreams, um, I think Jake Wade personifies it. There's been thousands and thousands of people. I feel so blessed that we've been able to watch life change with so many people. But something happens every once in a while and you look at it and you go, Um, This is so real. This is so vital for people to hear. And I think that's Jake Wade. I, I, I think that he personifies not only trusting a better way, he personifies a thirst to be his best. He personifies wanting to be a world class husband and a world class father. Um, He personifies rising up from the ashes and making a decision to become his best version of him. And I think it was interesting in 2018, Jake, correct me on the numbers, but I think I'm close. In 2018, I think you earned about $188,000. Does that sound right? Yeah. And 2019, I think you earned about $410,000 and you got into the system at the front end or the back end of 2019. But you you started listening, you read the book and all of a sudden you had this like uh, a 2x on your income. And then this year in 2020, you passed seven figures in November. And to me, to all that are watching this, to be able to go in three calendar years, two work years from three or four hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars and have a life. Um, 
I mean, that's what this is all about. We had a good market this year, but I got to tell you, it wasn't so good that you could get a six or $700,000 raise. Jake worked for that. So Jake, there's three things I want to talk about. The, the first thing I want to talk about is too many people are trying to succeed and they haven't made a commitment to succeed. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Yeah, you know, uh, my, my father from a very young age said, there's no such thing as try and there's no such thing as can't. And I don't even think he realized how impactful that would be to me uh, now in my life. Then I didn't really like to hear it, but now it, it rings so true. And here's the thing. You go do something, you either fail or you win. And here's the best part. When you fail, you learn more than you win. I didn't have that mindset 36 months ago. Now I'm like, tell me where I'm wrong. Show me where I failed. Like, let me learn from that. Because when I do win, I win big and I win, you know, volumes and I win, you know what I mean? Like, but there's been failures building up to that. So, um, there's no such truth. And, and I think what goes into that too, is if you're going to do something, either do it 110%, be polished, be present, be practiced or don't. Because if you're, if you're not, you're only trying, you know? And for me, uh, that just doesn't compute. Um, and then, you know, same thing, like I said, I can't, right? There's no such thing as I can't. You can go do something and fail. You can go do something and be scared. You can go do something and be happy, but to not do something, you're selling yourself short. So, you know, go dream big, go for it. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? A realtor is going to say no to you. A client's going to say no to you. I mean, come on. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's, I think people are, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking people um, understand that intuitively, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you gotta be all in you, you, you've gotta, you gotta be your best. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta play at the level of your expectation and your vision. And I think, a lot of people don't understand the value of trying, the value of the attempt, the value of trusting a strategy or something like that. And I think it's so interesting that if you just drop the apostrophe and the T, the I can't says I can. And that's the winner's attitude. It's not the mindset of um, I can't. It's the mindset of I can and I will win by trying. And you just said that, that for, for you, a big part of this was trusting failure. And, you know, you, you know me well enough, and I hope the listeners understand this, that light and dark, cold and hot, success and failure. I mean, they are all lumped together. What was it like in the first 12 to 18 months? Let's go back to 2018. You're mm -hmm. just shy of a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue, which in and of itself is great. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people know that just years earlier, you had a different story going on. What was that story before we go to some of the other thoughts? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, the, the short version is the recession impacted me hard. Um, you know, drugs and alcohol became part of my story and eventually took me out. I mean, took me out to, I was on the streets of Richmond. Um, so that's where I, I, I come from. It's not my story, right? It's, it's a chapter in my story. So, yeah. And I think it's so important to understand that we can wake up every day. And as John Wooden, the great basketball coach often said, we can choose today to make it our masterpiece. And, uh, you know, this, this idea of clear thinking, this idea of unabashed attempt and value and, and doing what you hear and trusting what you hear. And, um, and then, and then understanding that you get to choose, you choose Jake, I choose, I get to choose how I'm going to experience today. I get to choose in the morning before the day even gets going. This morning at 5.51, I was sitting in my living room and looking at the sun coming up over the horizon and the ocean. And I just, I, I, I go through my mantra, today I choose happiness. 
Today, I choose success. Today, I choose greatness. And those are just things that I, I put into my head. And, I, you know, my days are full of hiccups and bumps and, and bruises here. And, and they're full of successes and joys and accomplishments and achievements. But they are not, like, separate. They are part of the same ecosystem of growth. And um, how, was it that you were just done being done? Were you just, like, at a point where... I'm tired of being tired. I'm, I'm tired uh, yeah. of checking out. I mean, what what got you thinking this way? Because to go from to go from that and on the streets to a million dollars in income, and and you're just scratching the surface right now is is a mind boggling story. So talk about your mindset. Yeah. So I, I, exactly that. I was just tired. I was done. I, I knew there were two roads, and and one road wasn't wasn't looking so pretty, right? And the other one was to pick myself up by my bootstraps and, and figure it out. And um, I I guess you know the first thing I had to work on was my confidence, right? Because my confidence, no one likes me. I'm a All these things that go in your head. So that was the first thing of my what I call my pseudo armor. So, right. So get your confidence up. And, and I, I did that through spiritual practice. I did that through AA. I did that through many, many therapy. I did that through many, many things to then get to the next level, which was, okay, now I have my confidence. What am I going to do with my life? Right. So then it was, what do I want to do? Um, at the time, you know, I was working as a personal trainer, helping people, right. People trusting me, yeah. And, I, and I then the, the light bulb switched one day and I said, okay, what if I do this? And instead of selling in the mortgage industry, I'm going to educate. I'm going to teach. I'm going to trust. I'm going to, you know, all, all the things that we talk about, that's not selling. You're not selling. You're, 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 you're becoming a, 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 a important person, important piece of a person's financial journey. Right. And so I literally did that. And then practice, right? Practice. And I, I was practicing and I was, you know, Googling and, and looking up all these little tidbits, trying to build my pseudo armor so that I could really go out there and, and take this thing. Like I said, I, I picked up high trust selling and, you know, that was one of the big ones. I read a couple other books, but, but I remember reading that and feeling like I belonged, right? I've always felt kind of an outcast. I always felt kind of different. I always felt kind of, you know, I never really fit in one silo, but I was like this this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. This is who I want to, you know, talk about you're, you're selling with trust. You're selling with intention. You're selling with integrity. Like that's who I want to be. So then my suit of armor really was, you know, it was looking pretty good. I was ready to go out there. And, and then I just attacked the market and coming from where I did, like, I don't even know what hard is. I mean, but if it like, it's hard for me to hear, oh, it's hard to go to a networking function. Oh, it's hard to go to a BNI thing. Oh, it's hard to go meet people because I've been way, way harder. So for me, that's that's easy stuff to do. And uh, and I was excited, right? I finally had the confidence. I finally felt presentable. I finally had some um, direction, some heading, some bearing. And uh, I was trusting something bigger than myself, which was God, mentors, high trust, all that stuff. And, and then I just... I executed and I executed with the intent of you're on stage, come polished, come prepared, no matter what it is. If you're meeting with one realtor or 400 and that's just how I took every little thing. And I'll, I'll be honest, some people in my office that I joined, like this guy's nuts. He's over the top. He's like, <laughs> he's disruptive, blah, 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 blah. Well, 
three years later, I'm doing more business at them all. So yeah, yeah, I love the on stage on call, and um, and so you know when when we talk about where success happens, it's always mindset first, right? And then and then you get into it. You get into the nitty gritty. You get into the execution. You talk about practice, and that's great. So if there's no such thing as try, and there's no such thing as I can't, which obviously I believe and support then the consistency and authenticity of how you show up is super critical. And, and I think that people, when we talk about skill sets, um, you've gone from trusting and not yet competent to trusting and competent. And that's the bridge between inconsistency and consistency. You talk about daily rituals. So I want to give everybody listening, whether you are a loan originator, a, an owner of a mortgage company, a real estate agent, a builder, it doesn't matter who you are. What, what happens is what we do every day makes us. What we do or don't do every day creates us. And, and you're talking about, I think the first thing out of your blocks was I finally learned the power of rituals, of, of daily consistency. So walk us through three or four or five things that every day you're doing that allowed you to not only achieve the million dollar income level this year in 11 months, but obviously set yourself up for even more than that as we continue. Walk us through rituals and the yeah. power of that discipline. Yeah. So the first one, you know, Roger Savvy, I mean, he was the first one to go over the morning ritual with me, right? And course i thought it was nuts when he first told me about it and you know he's singing out the window of his car is what he said i should do and i'm like well okay but anyway so my morning ritual let's start there i mean that is mindset right that is the first thing so you know i usually wake up at about the same time every morning i watch 20 minutes to 22 minutes of cnbc i start my shower i, I listen to the same playlist every single morning in the shower i i, I get out you know what i mean like that morning i i drink the same amount of water. I mean, I probably take the same amount of steps down the stairs. Like I'm so dialed into that first hour of my day. It's just automatic. But when I sit down, all, all cylinders are firing up here. I mean, Todd, what did I say to you? Hey, I'm going to work on that tomorrow morning when my brain's at optimal levels. Well, right. that's because I've had an hour to an hour and a half of mindset before that. Um, part of that, part of that is my mantra, right? So like you said, your mantra, I have a mantra before I sit down, before I open an email, I, I say my mantra three or four times. Um, so, so that's one of them. Um, as far as now I'm at my desk, I'm, I'm in my business. Um, I check them. I check uh, MBS highway. I check a couple other stock tickers. That's kind of the first thing I do. Um, I then get out my notepad. So here's, here's number two. I get out my notepad. I go through all my text messages that I've received overnight or haven't replied to. Basically, I go 24 to 48 hours back. I write down my notepad of callbacks, things I have to do, da 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 Then I do the same thing, quick scan on my emails, because I, I check off my emails, but the ones I leave unread, then they get added to this list. So number two is make a list in the morning. Like, like devise your day, right? Make a list of what you're going to accomplish that day. Um, Something a little more macro is um, every week, every Wednesday, uh, pretty pretty darn consistently, over 90% of the time, I do a five by five by five, five personalized slide aisles, five personalized text messages to my database and five handwritten cards. I've been doing that for two years, two and a half years, almost consistently every Wednesday. So that's number three. Um, I think uh, then, 
let's see. Oh, uh, networking commitments. I mean, BNI. I, I when when we were you know fully functioning, BNI and Rotary every Tuesday and Thursday. I was the guy that was there. 99.9% of the time. So I think to have some kind of outward facing networking thing and be consistent, because if you talk to anyone who's successful in BNI, I don't care what network were you, they'll tell you it's the people that show up and be consistent are the ones that profit from this. Um, consistency with my message. So my message has changed, right? I was Mr. 24 hours a day. You could get a hold of me, come knock on my door if you need a pre-approval, da 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 to hey, I'm going to be gone this weekend, but you can reach out to so-and-so on my team and they can facilitate that for you. So I've accomplished the same thing, which was someone always being able to get the pre-approval from me when they need it, but I'm not, I'm not the sole driver for that. So my message as far as how I brand, how I talk, um, that's, that's consistent too. Um, I wouldn't say it's a ritual, but it's something that takes constant updating, so you have to be constantly aware. So it kind of is. Uh, and then number five is, um, I have a, I have a next day ritual. So about eight o'clock, eight 30, I come put some blues on in my office music, music is everywhere for me. Um, and I think about my next day, right? So I think about what's going to go on, what I need to do. Da, 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 da. And I do that every single night and every Sunday, because I think there's something powerful about dream. I think there's something powerful about manifestation. And I go to bed with those thoughts, not only out, but in there somewhere. So the next morning, it's not, I, I feel like I don't, I didn't skip a page. So one of the things that I think gets in the way of rituals is, is change, you know, and behavior and, and coming up with new habits and whatnot. And, you know, you, you have talked about the power of being authentic. You've talked about the power of turning failure into success. If we got really deep into just two or three specific things that you have changed because of high trust and some of them you may have just mentioned in time blocking and things like that. Say to everybody listening to this, if you could only do three things in the next 30 or 60 days, what would you say people should do as we, as we really transition from this year to next year? Figure out what you want your business to look like and who you want to work with. I cannot impress how important that is. Um, yeah, that's, that's a big one. I, I, I think the, if you have a high trust relationship with your realtor partners, that fear of them leaving or find it all goes out the window and the byproduct is you guys both doing more business, not just one-sided. Um, I'd say that's, that's number one. Um, number two, get diligent about your schedule, get diligent about time blocking. And that doesn't mean time blocking only for work. That means time blocking for uh, the gym. That means time blocking for family time. And I say time blocking again, I know we kind of talked about it, but I didn't mention how important time blocking downtime is time blocking flex time, time, time to take care of yourself. I did not do a very good job at that. And I'm just now in the last six months getting better about it. Um, but that, that, that one's huge. And then, um, never stop trying to level up. Right. So, so never, never, I'll be the first one to admit it. And, and I talked about this, you know, uh, in my elite application this year, it's like, 
I've done well. I've received a lot of kudos. I've received all this stuff that I could easily be complacent, right? But I'm un, I don't know if that's the real world, uncomplacent. Un like I want more. I want to do better. I want and, and my 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 uh, point is is challenge yourself. Challenge yourself daily. Set those big goals. Um, and, and don't stop doing that. And then when you don't achieve them, seek out high trust, seek out mentors to get you there. And then, I don't know, for me, I just, I can't be stagnant. <laughs> well, I, but, but right now you can't be stagnant because you have a renewed purpose. You have a renewed focus. You have yeah. a beautiful family. You've got two beautiful young kids. And, um, and I think that, you know, it's, it's like, um, I was talking with somebody this morning. She she will fund 120 million dollars this year in in residential loan volume. It's a it's a good year for her. And we were talking about regret, and we were talking about the idea that um, we can avoid a lot of the regret that we have in our life if we optimize that kind of thinking to really get disciplined around what does my life look like, what do I want it to look like. How do I make the business conform to what I want my life to look like instead of letting my life conform to what the business um, dictates? And I think that <clears throat> until somebody realizes that you've got you to take the bull by the horns and you've got to, in a very authentic, very trustworthy way, you've got to control what you allow. You've got you've to decide what you're going to tolerate and not tolerate. And I think what happened to you, at least one of them, is you really narrowed the focus of who you would work with. You really got clear that I don't want to be everything to everyone. What was that like over the last two and a half years? It's unheard of that anybody goes from where you were two years ago to elite in two years. It's just unheard of. It, it doesn't happen. And you made it happen how did you, because I think relationships either make you or break you. Yep. I think they'll dominate you and destroy you, or I think they will lift you up and promote you. What did you do? How hard was it? What was the first kind of victory? And what would you say to people today about that piece of the business? It was the scariest, most freeing thing I've ever done in business. Wait, wait, wait. Scariest, most freeing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because... All right. Okay. You've, you've worked all, you know, you've blood, sweat and tears and you get here and now you're going to cut some people from your business. Like really? And I mean, so that's where the fear was like, I worked all this way and now I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to fall down the ladder. I'm going to fail, blah, 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 blah. But what ended up happening is it freed up my time to then focus on my business, who I wanted to work with and who I wanted to work with. So what my business looked like, who I catered to, who would fit, who wouldn't fit, who I could, hey, maybe you need to work with one of my other LOs because you guys are a better fit, like all that kind of stuff. But the 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 breakups and the, so it was, it was two part, right? It was some breakups, which sucked. Nobody likes a breakup. But then going really deep was equally as scary. I mean, I remember having, I had breakfast with a realtor friend of mine that is from East Oakland and you would never think he's spiritual. He, I mean, he looks hard, right? He, he, he's yeah. So we have, we're sitting there and I start asking him what's, what's important to him. Why is that going through the high, the guy starts tearing up Whoa. His big six, four dude from East Oakland starts tearing up. 
And we sat there. I had never talked to the guy face to face for more than 15 minutes because we're macho men and we don't do that, right? <laughs> we, we sat there in this little cafe in Walnut Creek for almost four and a half hours. Whoa. I found out everything about his life. He found out everything about my life, every nitty gritty detail. He texts me once a week after church and said, says, God bless you, brother. I miss you. Um, I mean, it, had, it was it was unreal. And, and I have probably 10 of those experiences now that I've done this for a little while. But that one, it was it was incredible. And he is so loyal to me. And he and it's loyal to this. And here's the loyalty I appreciate. Hey, Jake, you know that last deal? Whew, man, you missed that appraisal, and that caused a lot of trouble for me. Okay, so what do we do different next time? Boom, it's done. But he, there was no fear in him coming to me. And he wrote me up a screwy contract one time with a seven-day loan contingency on a jumbo, and I had the same conversation with him. But if you <laughs> think that, right, and you multiply that, think about the cool relationships you get to have every day, and that's the people you work with. Like most people are like, oh, my coworkers. I'm like, my coworkers, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that is so solid. And I, you know, it's interesting that I I think one of the one of the big changes that everybody goes through that that really secures the business is when you ask the questions you haven't asked, so you can learn the things you haven't learned, so you can offer the value you've never offered. And that, and that's essentially what the high trust interview is. And for you, I don't think most people could comprehend sitting down with a realtor and having never done an interview and four and a half hours later, still be talking and have huge emotion exchanged in that dialogue. That is just not common. Neither is making a million dollars a year. <laughs> I wonder if there's a relationship between those two. Things. I did. I did. After what was it, Sales Academy? I did 13 high trust interviews in a week because I was just like, I'm going for it. And nine of them turned out great. And the other four, uh, I still work with them, which is good. We just don't have that same relationship, which right. is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, well, that's the uh, nine out of 14 ain't bad. And yeah. four that, that four that didn't work out, you still get business. So I, I think that's, you know, as I look at you guys, the listening audience, you know, no matter where you are in the world, um, I would bet the farm on relationships. I, I really would. You know, I made a decision when I was 23, brand new mortgage broker, got my real estate license. I made a decision that I was going to pursue relationships and not transactions. And if I pursued the relationships, the transactions would happen. And that has been my motto since I graduated from college at the age of 23. And I've been doing this now for three decades. And, and when I see somebody like you that has gone through the transition you've gone through, that has gone from being literally homeless to now being one of the best mortgage practitioners in the world. And I say that, I mean, I mean that, I mean that, um, I, it, it blows my mind that one of the distinct tectonic changes you made was relationship. Yep. And that was, that's, that's just huge. All right. Um, I'm going to just do something way off the handle right now. Very shortly after going through the Academy, you, you got a custom license plate. We showed it at mastery for anybody that doesn't know what that was. What did you do? And it was like four weeks after you went through the Academy, you what? <laughs> With what? What your license plate on oh, your car. Well, first of all, about the car. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Cobra or the Audi? No, no, the, just the Audi. It was oh. just like, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I I I love the the mortgage strategist thing, and I, I thought I thought it was just it was spot on and it was different, right? Because I'm always trying to swim upstream and be a rebel. And I was like, you know what? This is a disruptor, and I'm gonna put it on my car. And I don't care what people think. And I did it, and it's great. And and the thing is, is I wouldn't have done it if I really didn't. Because here's the deeper meaning. I was going to embody becoming a mortgage strategist after I heard that. So I was going to live it, talk it, and I guess drive it. <laughs> no, no, it's so cool. And I know you're a car guy, but we don't, we don't have time to get into that. But it's, it's to me, you know, to you guys that are listening, it is, it's, it's jumping in with both feet, fully immersed in um, understanding that, I mean, you just said, and I, I wrote it down and be authentic, be you, swim upstream, put a twist of you on everything. And that would include just the style of how you brand your email, you know, has your, your, your branding on it and, and what you do differently in, in terms of your signature and your car. Yeah, well, if, here's a perfect one. If you look at all my, my <laughs> most of my email signatures and branding and all out there, my profile picture, it's not me. It's me and my family because that is who I am. That oh, is yeah, who man. I work for. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the ultimate. You know, nobody gets to um, a new level of success uh, easily. I mean, let's face it. If it were easy, everybody would be happy and everybody would be successful and there wouldn't be a lot of pain in the world. And, you know, <laughs> wow, imagine that. You talk a lot about sacrifice and commitment, and um, and I don't think it's how many hours you work. I think it's how committed you are during the hours you decide to work. Talk about talk about turbulent waters. Talk about speed of change. Talk about. I don't think most people listening and watching this would think that they could go from where they are and add six or seven or eight hundred thousand dollars in income in under two years. I don't think most people think that way. You're an inspiration. But there's a lot of sacrifice behind getting to where you've gotten. And, and there's a lot of, I mean, the idea of building new muscle, the idea, I mean, you're a trainer, you know how long it takes and how consistent you have to be uncomfortable to get the kind of growth and manifestation of what you want in your life and in, in your training days, in your body, you know, talk, talk about, um, Talk about overcoming turbulence. Talk about resistance and inertia and how do you how did you break through? Yeah, so I think the first one is when you realize it's gonna be hard and, and you're looking up at that steep, steep mountain and you decide, okay, I'm gonna climb my Mount Everest, like I'm gonna do it. The first thing I did is I sat down with my wife and I very vividly remember this conversation because I knew it was gonna take time away from the first year of my daughter's life. It was going to take time away from my family, all those things. Right. So I sat down with her and I said, look, I need your support. I can't do this without you. I need your help. But if you can do that for me for two years, I will change the rest of our lives. I will change wow. everything that happened. And she, was <laughs> she looked at me. Oh man. Whew. <laughs> she looked at me and she said, I believe in you. Let's do it. Wow. And so very rarely did I get, you've been working 16 hours or very rarely you're working another open house. It came, but we had that conversation and we had it several times. 
But I would say to anyone, if you're going to jump in, if you're going to make the commitment because you can do it, I do believe in you and I do support you. Have those conversations because don't kid yourself. It's not easier as you said, everyone would do it. The most important person that, that you have to make that commitment to is either yourself or yourself and, the per and your partner or yourself and the people that you love and care about directly, first and foremost. Um, then basically tenacity, man, you, ten tenacity trumps all. And that doesn't mean, like you said, work effective hours, right? That doesn't mean you have to work as many hours as I did or, or that, but, but make your time efficient, like make your time valuable. So when I say tenacity, that doesn't just mean hard work. That means be tenacious in your pursuit of efficiency, be tenacious in your pursuit of making more money, whatever it is, be tenacious in it. Um, and then, you know, as you get a little farther down the road and you start to delegate, replication, oh man, <laughs> replication and scripting and expectation replication and scripting for when you build out your team that way it starts to lighten the load right and then you start to things start to change so yeah um it's there's there were bumps and there were hard days and there were times i felt like quitting and but you know man i remember calling you know cody one day and being like i'm getting out of the business this this sucks da, 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 da. And we talked for like an hour. And, and again, I, I say that because there will be turbulent waters. Surround yourself with people in high trust. Surround yourself with a coach. Surround yourself with advocates, whatever that looks like, um, because they're going to come. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so if, if we talk about just a, a final couple of thoughts, um, yeah. really great philosophical conversation, really good pragmatic conversation. Um, when, you, when, you, when you talk about um, Jake Wade, I don't know if we're on 3.0 now or 4.0, but um, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to do something. This is totally unplanned, but just to show you how close Jake is to me. Uh, this was sent to me recently and I'm just going to pull this out because I, I keep it um, very, very close as you just saw. I've got a whole bunch of other things from other people that are, that are just shooting the moon, but you know, I'm just going to go on record, and 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 this is Jake's new commitment that was written um, just eight weeks ago for what he wants the next phase of his life to look like. And I, I show that to you. I'm not going to give you anything on it, but I want you to know that owning your future and owning your vision and owning your choices, your free will to decide what you want is in my mind where about 95% of the people miss it. And you guys have probably heard me say that, you know, 95% of the people go 95% of the way and they get 5% of what's out there. This small percentage of 5% that commits it to writing, it doesn't even have to be fancy, um, are, the, are the 5% that get 95% of what's out there. That's how somebody can go from a couple hundred thousand to a million in under 30 months. And that's what can happen to you no matter where you are. It doesn't even... It doesn't even matter where you start. It matters that you understand if you're not clear on where you want to go, you're going to end up going anywhere. And I think a lot of people, even though the mortgage business has been blessed this year with low rates and volume has been super high, um, even though inventory and real estate is pent up and the demand is high, um, it was really easy this year for a lot of people to lose their skill because all they were trying to do was catch up. How have you prepared yourself 
for 2021. What are you doing in the next year? And what are two or three things we can end this thing on that really get people thinking about this? Yeah. Um, so uh, the rapid influx of uh, volume uh, definitely showed, showed me where the holes in, in the dike are, right? So they, yeah. they showed me where I needed to improve my processes as an originator, as a branch manager, as a leader, um, all that. So, uh, you know, I already have a whole bunch of initiatives that are starting January 5th and they're going to be uh, played out over, you know, 60 days. We're going to do these three. Next 60 days, we're going to do these three. So that by the end of 2021, we plug those holes and you know what, we might gain a couple more, but I guarantee you we'll be better this year than we, we were last um, because of that, uh, that reason for sure. Um, personally, uh, personally, next year I'm, I'm going to be better to myself. Um, I'm going to uh, adhere to a little more of my um, personal goals as regards to family time. I mean, I'm already doing leaps and bounds what, what I was doing two years ago, but uh, really drill down on that. And the funny thing is, is um, by what I have to do to get there is delegate more, trust more, and, and all the things that I, I just have to replicate what I did just in a little different fashion. Um, so that'd be number two. And then three, you know, after sales, after sales mastery, um, or yeah, sales mastery this year, I think one of the blessings we didn't realize is how far that would actually reach. I have had people from all over the world, literally hit me up on Facebook, LinkedIn, text message, all that. I've had people ask for advice. I have had people seek mentorship. I have had people, I mean, all kinds of things. And, you know, I, I'm very transparent with them. And I say, look, I will be here a phone call away 24-7 for you. But I do not have the, the, the time or the infrastructure to mentor you now. But I will give you the tidbits that I'll give you the crumbs that got me to where I am. One of them being high trust. And I wish you nothing but success. And I'll be here whenever you need a phone call. Away. And I'm talking to people all over the world. And so I think for me, Doing that helps me because I'm talking to inquisitive minds all over now, thus making myself better and my business better because they're all originators. And I'm giving them the same path in a sense. I'm telling them, look, go to sales mastery, get, get check out the coaching. And I can say it with proof now that I never had before, which is like, I don't know if you know me, you know me about giving back is like why I do what I do and being able to contribute in that way and not only shine a light. It's just, it's huge for me. So, yeah. You are a, uh, you're a blessing to the world. We had nine countries involved in sales mastery and I know people that are not in America that have reached out to you. And it's, um, it tells us a couple of things. It tells us people are, you know, always seeking to want to be better if they're plugging into learning. You plugged into learning big time. You spent a lot of money on learning this. You came to three conferences in 12 months that, that I spoke at or hosted or ran and, you know, you trusted it, you trusted it. And, uh, and now it is so cool to understand that, that people want to, to see how to replicate that in their life, which tells us there's always a thirst. And so <clears throat> this is where success happens. It, it happens with a yellow piece of paper. It happens with a vision of what's possible. It happens with a commitment. Um, I love what you said about your bride and having that conversation and having her support and, and understanding that. And, you know, your company, Pinnacle, is just blessed 
to have you. And Roger Savvy is, I mean, I love that dude. He is, he's a personification of, I think, relationships. And, uh, and, and so very, very proud of you, my friend. And uh, if there's one piece of advice, if somebody just looked at you and said, Jake, if I can only do one thing, what would it be? What would you tell them? Don't sell yourself short, give yourself a chance and do it. Don't sell yourself short, give yourself, give yourself a, chance a chance and do, and do it. it. Beautiful. Thanks, Jake Wade. You're the best. All Thank right. you so Thank much. You. If you guys are watching this, um, obviously, you know, um, I'm mentoring Jake. Jake is a part of our elite program, which is the the the, the world's best mortgage and real estate minds. And, um, and our coaching company is devoted to helping people change their life experience. I mean, we, we want to help people unlimit their limits. We want to help people fall in love with their life. We want to have people live life on purpose. I mean, that is why we exist. And our mentors and coaches are, are committed to helping you achieve things like Jake has achieved. And uh, so thanks so much for watching our, our podcast. If you're a manager, obviously share this with your entire sales team. If you're an originator, share it with your realtor. Sit down and talk about success and partnering. And uh, if there's anything we can do to help you, just go to hightrust.com, hightrustcoaching.com. Com, either one of those sites and uh, we're happy to help you. Jake Wade, you're a stud. Thank you. Good.